Want to know how to take your home from lackluster to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! Welcome to Season 3 of the Find It, Style It podcast. This series is all about the do's and don'ts of renovating for profit. It's no secret that we're a couple that likes to get things done. I'm a designer and an interior stylist. And I'm a creative and I've got a big interest in property and that's why we want to take you through some of the pitfalls based on our experience and some of the essential things that you need to know like the difference between renovating to rent and renovating to live in or sell and the benefits of setting and sticking to a budget. We talk to experts including a mortgage broker and a real estate agent who all have their top tips for making it work so that you can create a home you love and make a profit at the same time. So let's get stuck into it. Adventures in renovating for profit. Find it, style it. Lauren, it is good to be back behind the mic. It is good to be back. It's been a little while um, because we've been busy. Correct. We will go into. And we gave a little taste of that in uh, our episode zero little snippet that we did a little while back, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. So now it's time to put our hard work to the test to see how much we actually really know about renovating for profit. And we're not necessarily saying that we're the world's biggest experts, but we very much want to talk about the key questions that you need to think about when you're doing your own renovation for profit project. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's lots of just ordinary people out there who are wanting to attempt a renovation. Maybe they don't have a lot of experience in it. And Maybe they don't realise that they're actually extraordinary. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm sure they are. So we're here to help them along on their on their journey to sort of talk about our journey that we went on, plus all the uh, extra tips that we've got from all our professionals um, in the industry. Yeah, who've been helping us along the way and some friends that we've got to know. This episode, we really want to talk about our experience, um, why we wanted to do it, how we found the place, um, some of the little uh, the disasters we had along the way, and, and give you a flavour for what's coming up in this season. Season three of The Finder. Style It podcast. And I reckon we should start there with why we wanted to do it. And, you know, for us, we did a renovation back in uh, 2017. Well, basically, we, you know, we wanted to make an investment. That's that's the the first thing that you really have to think about. Can you can you afford to do it? Once you've got all your advice from your, you know, your financial advisor or your accountant and you've worked out that this is something you can do, then it also became this personal challenge for us. Yeah, very much. And, you know, well, I think we knew that we were going to be able to do it financially. We'd been saving for some time and this opportunity came along to, to buy a place and, and we just felt we had to grab it with both hands. We also thought this might be a great opportunity to, you know, audition for the block kind of um, <laughs> scenario. <laughs> And now we, 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 did realize... make a few, we did make a few dodgy videos along the way um, showing our, our skills and painting and the House of Horrors, as it affectionately was known. Yeah, and perhaps we might put some of those up on the socials we during might. the course of this season of the podcast. Um, I think I realise now, having done that and continued working full-time, both of us at the same time, that yes. uh, maybe we're not made for the block, but um, it was certainly <laughs> a good, fun experience. So, yeah, it was a challenge for us. It was about finding a project that we could get our teeth stuck into um, to test some of you know your professional skills out but also um you know my my um desire to to get into that a bit as well i really enjoyed it i loved getting my hands dirty i mean we had done a bit of it before because we had owned a house previously which was um quite an old house that we did um a little bit of work on but yeah this was really a 
transformation. I would call it a transformation project, really, wasn't it? Very much. Um, because it, it truly was um, probably the worst house on the best, one of the best streets in that suburb. Yes. So I think one of the key questions is being able to be clear in your own mind about why you're doing it. Um, are you doing it for a project? Are you doing it because you've got skills in that area and you want to test them out? Because it's bloody hard work. And once you've spent the money and you've bought the property, you need to be able to see it through and make the absolute best of it for yourselves. And, and, and to make the best of the investment that you're making. So whether if you've got some skills that you can put to, to work, then that means you might be able to spend some more money on materials or, or some other trades that can help you take your skill set and the work that you're doing to the next level. But we are going to talk a bit further down the track, aren't we, about where you know how you best use your time and your money because just one tip off the bat, don't waste your time doing things that you actually have no idea how to do because you'll, you'll waste money and you'll waste time. 100%. And knowing which experts to bring into the project and to, to get advice from so that you know that um, decisions you're making are the right ones is essential and we really need to say that from the from the outset we works with some uh, some great builders on our project and some other advisors who were really essential to and making sure it was came a success. to rely on them quite a lot actually so that's why it's really key to you know feel comfortable and have a good relationship with all those people that are helping you bring this project to life and we will get into that um, more specifically in a later episode um, in this series people like financial planners your accountant is a really good one you need to talk to particularly if you're looking at um, uh, renovating for profit and negative gearing um, uh, or even um, you know what are the sorts of um, expenses that you can gains taxes all of those things your mortgage broker who will help you to get uh, that you know the best deal that you can for the the loan that you'll need. Builders, interior stylists like Lauren, and of course a great real estate agent. And um, as the the song lyric goes, you know a good real estate agent is hard to find. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, he's had that one up his sleeve for at least twenty minutes. I heard him singing it a little while ago. I'm here all week, try the schnitzel. But seriously, finding good help is difficult, and so uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit about that and about how to find um, excellent uh, help along the way. You're listening to the. Find It, Style It podcast with Lauren Keenan. Another thing we're going to talk about in this season is about um, whether to rent or to flip. And this was a big question for us, and we'll get into it in episode three of this season. But I think, you know, they're two very different ways to attack a project. And, you know, we took a decision early on uh, that we wanted to renovate to rent because it worked best for that property for us. But there is the option to renovate to flip. So that is to, to sell it straight back into the market if you think you can improve the property but That's a whole different kettle of fish. And there's a whole different set of criteria that you would apply in your search and the work that you do and you know all those factors, depending on whether you're going to rent or flip, the, that's the decision you have to make at the outset. That's right, because the money that you spend to uh, renovate a, uh, a place for rent, the decisions that you would make and the money that you would spend and the things you would invest in are different for a rental compared to what you would do for, for flipping. So that's a that's a, a you know something you need to think about right up front. So we're also going to be talking about how we actually found um, our investment properties. So um, how we went about doing our research, um, the apps that we used, how we got to know the area that we ended up deciding upon and the surrounds, um, including all the services and schools and amenities. So we're going to talk about that in a lot more detail in the next episode of the podcast. And also just knowing how the area generally has performed in terms of sales and where properties are in that suburb. Um, you don't want to be paying overs. If you can pay unders for something, that's fantastic if you can nab yourself a bargain. But you certainly need to know what's been going on for at least 12 months in that area. 
Subscribe for exclusive perks and insider tips at findatstyleit.com.au. So we really did buy the House of Horrors um, when you think about it. It's the ghoulish tune underneath us. Uh, it turned into this beautiful um, diamond in the rough, but uh, <laughs> it certainly was a House of Horrors when we first laid eyes on it. And I think this is really important because sometimes the things that appear to be an absolute horror show and you think this is disgusting, there's no way we, anyone would want to live in this or we'd be able to make any money off it, actually... Not true. Totally not true in this instance. Yeah, and I think it did take a little while um, during the course of the project to go from the, the ugly duckling to the beautiful swan. Room by room. <laughs> and, but as it started to transform, you know, we started to enjoy it more because we could see the, the fruits of the, the labour potential. starting to, to, to bear. Should and I paint the picture? Yeah, I think so. I think we should give people a little bit more. And it's funny we say paint the picture <laughs> because paint was one of the main problems um, in this particular property. So Well, the place was filthy to start with. So we, um, we bought an ex-housing commission property property in uh, a very working class suburb down in the Illawarra, south of Sydney. A great 1970s um, brick veneer home. Um, bones of it were in great condition. Yeah, Australian um, hardwood timber built. The building inspection that we had done no showed that there was really no building issues which is at all. Quite rare, really, when you think about it. Um, you know, we've just moved into a new apartment and there were dozens of defects. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So, walking into this property, um, the living room was the, the first room that you came to, straight through the front door off the little landing balcony. And the living room was painted. Red. Was it red. It was red, wasn't it? Oh. In fact, I think I dubbed it at the time murder scene red. That is how red it was. It was red. Yeah. Then we went through to the kitchen, which there was a couple of inches of cooking fat on the yeah, ceiling, it, would we say? I mean, the, the whole place was dirty, and I think that was the thing that actually surprised me and sort of shocked me about the amount of work that we had to do to kind of get to the point where we could decide, well, How, what, what are we, we going to do? do with this? Like the kitchen, it took us um, three hours each of cleaning, so six hour, six man hours to clean before we could decide. And it was is basically a two-by-two two room, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a small U-shaped, um, classic 1970s U-shaped kitchen. And we were sort of toying with the idea of potentially um, putting a new kitchen in, which we didn't do. Or knocking out the wall between the kitchen and the laundry, which was a adjacent to it where the back door was um, you know out uh, out into the backyard in the end it, it made more financial sense to uh, to just to sort of tidy up tidy the kitchen. it up so cleaning you know you're always going to have to clean whatever you whatever you purchase but this was a particularly special job yeah it was about really getting back to the bones of the uh, of what was there then we had uh, three bedrooms bare and basic very basic one of them had I've tried I've kind of blocked out now what it was like beforehand but one of them had a, a dark purple Purple, deep purple, should yep. we say? Yep. Can we play some deep purple music now as well? <laughs> <laughs> um, even just between the red wall and the purple wall, that pre- presented some extreme painting challenges. Yeah, and and don't forget the very difficult to remove um, wallpaper in the in the sort of the third bedroom. Which, I've um, actually you had blocked a- that from my memory because I had condensation of um, like years of cigarette smoke raining down on my head from the wallpaper steamer. Yeah, it's not something a girl gets over easily. <laughs> So it was a mixture of colours, paint types um, and wallpaper underneath the filth um, in each of the rooms. But then we also had um, some really badly treated floorboards throughout which uh, needed to be brought back to life. Um, they were at risk, I think, of uh, you know being left much longer and probably needing to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a fireplace in the living dining room which that looked had like been it had added, been added yeah, by somebody who maybe had done it themselves. And the bathroom was 
uh, it's full of asbestos. So yeah. we couldn't even um, take a towel rack or a soap dish off the wall without disturbing it. No, so. and, and also, you know, not not laid out in a modern way. So there was, um, I don't know, two and a half metres by one and a half metres. And there was a hallway cupboard sort of protruding into the into that space. And then the, the bath and shower sort of sat behind that. So there was, um, you know, it was already small. Uh, and then that was sort of impeding the space in the room. And of course, a lot of the bathroom was in disrepair. The tiles in the bathroom were falling off. The bath in its um, casing was sort of uh, not, not fitted or had come away from that. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more. Well, we are going to talk a lot down the track in future episodes about budgeting where you spend your money. And for us, this was, you know, this was our big decision where we were going to spend the money, kitchen or bathroom. And we decided bathroom in this instance because it just wasn't functional. Yeah. And we can talk you through that a little bit more. But also the other challenge was that because it was wall-to-wall asbestos, even if we wanted to make changes to it ourselves, it wasn't going to be safe to do so. So we had to get the experts in. And that Those was experts, a, yep. I think that was a wise choice to, to spend money there and bring that bathroom up to um, a more modern look and feel and something that was totally functional compared to something that was totally um, dysfunctional before. And then also worth mentioning the outside of the property, particularly the street appeal. There was no street appeal, basically. Um, there was overgrown big palm trees. Um, there was there huge was trees over, had, had overgrown the property um, and, in fact, had caused a lot of damage to the property, particularly the guttering um, and the fascias. Uh, the guttering in particular needed replacing. I don't think it had been replaced ever. Cleaned out ever. Uh, or cleaned out ever. And having so much foliage and, and garbage fall into the gutters and onto the roof had damaged it over time, so there had to be money spent there too. As you've said, um, you know, no street appeal, so it was the original paint job on the, the timber outside. Mission Brown, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> With the Mission Brown windows. Because there's actually some really nice timber cladding um, across the, a couple of sections of the front facade, um, but just, you know, it didn't do anything for it being that brown colour. No, and so that was uh, an area of focus as well, so painting all of that for, um, you know, protection and for maintenance purposes, but also to, to bring the, the property look yeah. a lot nicer. And replace the guttering, got the roofing um, sprayed and sealed as well, cut back all of the trees around that were sort of hanging over the property, which uh, let a lot more light in, which was fantastic for inside. Did you know that there were rats up the palm tree? What? <laughs> Apparently there were rats up the palm tree. <laughs> well, if anybody knows, anybody knows an overgrown palm tree, what that looks like, it basically has this long like skirt essentially hanging down it, and apparently rats love it. So. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad I wasn't there the day those trees were being uh, pruned and cut back. Yeah, well, I wasn't there that day either, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> not sure if that was a good or a bad thing. But um, And then, of course, uh, a lot of the landscaping in the front and backyard that was required, um, we kept it simple. In fact, a lot of it was about removing what was there um, and putting in place some really simple um, garden grass so that it was a usable area. We laid some concrete too to um, uh, improve some some drainage well, issues and, and to make it some, a more... We paid someone to lay some concrete. To, to make it a more usable space. Um, and I think those, those things... Um, with a simple exterior and a nice, clean, fresh interior, um, helped to transform the property and make it a really nice place. That when we got to the end of the project, we thought, "Wow, this is now a really nice, fresh, modern place that would be a great spot to live." So I think what we're really saying is that you should always go into these things with an open mind, and you can look past things like paint and overgrown trees and, and gardens and dirt and things like that. If you look 
past those and see the potential of a place, um, you know, you're going to op- open up a lot more options for yourselves in terms of the properties that will be available to you. It does take imagination and it does take elbow grease and hard work. That's why they should take an interior stylist with them on their property search. 100%. Mm. Um, but it, it shouldn't deter you and it, and it should excite you. If you're prepared to get a bit dirty and you're prepared to work hard, um, you will absolutely, um, with the right advice and right help along the way, um, come up with a great result at the end. It took us about eight weeks to complete that transformation. And after that time, we quickly lined up some real estate agents to come in and you know do some valuations for us in terms of rental income because that's uh, what we were doing, getting tenants in there. Although we did think at that point, we, we should say, and you should always, I suppose, keep your mind open and talk to your accountant and financial planner, etc. But we did think about the possibility of, of selling but it wasn't going to be financially prudent for us to do it at and that And also point. we'd made the decisions all the way along in terms of what we chose to do and, and how we approached the work, that it was for a, a rental property. So uh, we stuck to our guns on that. And within a couple of weeks after finishing, we had tenants in the property who are still there and are really happy living there and, and really enjoy the work that we do. Find it. Style it. So after that hard work and that eight to ten week turned around, it, it was a success, and it's something that we're you know we're really excited to share. If you go to finditstyleit.com.au and have a look on the blog at South Coast Home Makeover, you'll be able to get to have a look at, at what we did and some pictures of uh, before and after. Yeah, who, who, I love a before and after, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think these ones show that um, you know, look, it's not a palace, but it was certainly a transformation, and the end result is has turned out fantastically. You're listening to the fine. At Style It podcast with Lauren Keenan. So we mentioned the sorts of things that we want to talk about, and um, we've got eight episodes in this season. And specifically, the things that you can look forward to getting tips on um, are these. In the next episode, we're going to talk about finding your investment property, the tools that you can use to locate the property, to get to know the area, and to make your selection. Then in episode three, we're going to be looking at uh, buying to keep and rent it out, or buying to flip um, two very different propositions, and how you go about making that decision. Episode four is about financing your innovation project, and we're going to talk to a mortgage broker who has helped us along the way and who's going to have some um, good little tips about the things that you need to think about um, when putting your finances in place, the sorts of questions that the banks will be asking you. We know that prudential rules have been tightened significantly in Australia in the last 12 to 18 months, and so there's some specific things you'll need to keep in mind when you're planning your innovation project. Episode five, we're going to be looking at planning for success. Oh, how important is this? It truly is the key to a successful uh, renovation. Uh, You don't get the planning right, it's all going to come unstuck for you. So we're going to tell you all about how we planned our project and how you can use those tips to guarantee a successful project. And one of the things that is essential to a good plan is a great budget. And we're going to show you how we built our budget for renovation success. And in episode seven, we are going to tell you why asking for help is the smartest thing that you might do in your renovation. And that's not something that comes naturally to men. Let's just agree that now, right? Hey, well, I'm happy to ask for help. I'm happy to talk to people who are, you know, surround myself with smart people. That's what smart people do. (laughs) (laughs) We had some great experts that we worked with and we're going to tell you all about that. And then in our final episode of this season, episode eight, I'm going to tell you what happens once you've finished the renovation, um, how you go about either selling your property or getting tenants in there once all the work has been done. And what are the questions that you need to ask your real estate agent to make sure that you can get the most out of your renovated property. So we're looking forward to bringing all of that to you over the coming weeks. Lots of exciting episodes to come. Yeah. If you've got any questions about those topics or any of the things that we've talked about in today's episode, you can email Lauren, lauren at finditstylet.com.au or just drop her a note on the socials. 
Thanks for tuning in and uh, looking forward to bringing you Season 3 of the Find It Style It podcast. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.